താങ്ക് യു എവരി വൺ ഫോർ ട്യൂണിംഗ് ഇൻ ടു അനദർ എപ്പിസോഡ് ഓഫ് കോഡിംഗ് ടോക്സ് വിത്ത് മൈ സെൽഫ് വിഷ്ണു ഐ എം എ ഡോർനെറ്റ് പ്രോഗ്രാമർ ഫ്രം തിരുവനന്തപുരം ഹാവിംഗ് എക്സ്റ്റൻസീവ് വർക്ക് എക്സ്പീരിയൻസ് വിത്ത് ക്ലൗഡ് ടെക്നോളജീസ് ലൈക്ക് ആമസോൺ ആൻഡ് അഷ്വർ ഐ ഡു ഹാവ് ആൻ യൂട്യൂബ് ചാനൽ കോൾഡ് കോഡിംഗ് ടോക്സ് വിത്ത് വിഷ്ണു വിച്ച് ഈസ് ഓഫ് ദ സെയിം നെയിം ആസ് this podcast and also a meetup group which is coding talks cloud computing if you subscribe to my youtube channel and if you uh, join that meetup group which is free just you need to sign in to the meetup.org and sign in for to the coding talks cloud computing group so that you will get upcoming notifications about my sessions also all the past sessions that i took are available from my youtube channel as well so in the coming days my podcast audio podcast will also be be available on the youtube as well feel free to listen from any of your platforms as you like it's it is available on spotify amazon music apple music and many other platforms and now uh, it is coming to the youtube as well so you, if you have an youtube app or if you have a youtube music app you can listen from there as well so that may brings more audience to this podcast and once again thank you for listening this podcast and today i will be going to talk about the generative ai on aws services last week i took a session on generative ai and it is available on my youtube channel that session is a live session live streaming session video session around 2 hours and it covers uh, extensively about the generative ai its history and also how we can leverage the generative ai on aws services i had a demo on the amazon sage maker as well as some introductions into the uh, bedrock and also a demo on the whisperer as well so if you prefer a live demo or a live video version feel free to listen uh, feel free to watch that session on my youtube channel which is there uh, the title is generative ai on aws this podcast is similar to the session but this is an audio version and those who prefer an audio version can listen this podcast and can understand a bit about the generative ai its history and also how you can get into the generative ai especially if you are a developer or if you have some development experience with the generate uh, with some whatever coding languages that you are familiar so amazon made it very easy through their sage maker service that uh, with some clicks and uh, confirmations you can quick start with the generative ai models before we coming to there Uh, we can look into some of the history of artist generative ai and how it evolves so if you are a 
listening some of the latest news and all you may be already familiar with the terms gpt chat gpt artificial intelligence machine learning so these are some of the associated terms and this generative ai is a kind of a branch of artificial intelligence where the system uses foundation models or pre-trained models to generate content so we can start from the history of how these generative models evolve so before that we can look into some of the traditional ways by which how we were solved the business problems so business involves decisions sometimes that decision needs to be taken by an individual sometimes it nowadays it can be taken by machines as well traditionally we resorted to some form of conditional execution to uh, take a decision especially from the point of view of automation if you have two choices or multiple choices from the system level you can have an if condition and you can select it and later uh, it further evolved into two dimensional vector models where you can associate a set of words and its patterns so that means take for an example the case of word like cat and dog these are animals and they are come relatively close to other they do have significant differences but from the machine point of view or machine language point of view it can be understood like kind of a uh, related terms and similar way there are other related things as well uh, like the uh, for example the uh, the uh, the car or the bus so these are vehicles so these are relatively different from the way by which dog and cat behaves or it works so by representing these word embeddings or these representations in a two dimensional space the system can understand how it relates to each other and how it differs how the words like dog and cat differs from other words like car and bus this way if the system has a list of associated words which we can understand in more meaningful ways called the tokens and if it can we can relate the if the machine can relate them each other we can achieve a better decision model than having an if condition because if you look into the if condition it's kind of an hard coded way by which the system identifies the thing so this vector representations like the dog dog cat and car bus in a two dimensional space is much more interesting than the simple a conditional based execution so that's how it evolves from the conditional based execution then the word embeddings so this means we have a dictionary of words which can span up to gbs of data and from that if the system has a processing capability it can arrive at a conclusion what decision to take and based on these uh, tokens or words then it further evolves so further evolves into some of the different ways by which it's called the uh, language model so these are these language models are different from the earlier uh, uh, from the language model that we are nowadays familiar with so these are the uh, the language models i am going to explain is a kind of a word to vector models which is a kind of a pre existed language models where it has a set of tokens and 
through the help of that multiple tokens and its associations in a uh, two dimensional graph it the system can identify how it relates to each other and it can provide better recommendation so that means if you watch a movie in some streaming platform it can arrive at a conclusion like okay uh, you will you may like this another kind of movie based on the genre of, of movie that you watched so if you watch a horror movie it can understand like okay you may watch another horror movie of the same kind so these are kind of a dictionary of words and its association and then it evolved into a kind of a further evolved into a model called natural language processing so you might be already familiar with these natural language processing or nlp the some of the use cases of this natural language processing are text summarization text summarization means if you have a large set of data uh, spanning in paragraphs the system can summarize it also question answering sections where familiar thing you might be familiar with the concept of chatbot where based on a set of predefined questions and answers the chatbot can interact with you and can provide a meaningful conversation similarly sentiment analysis is also possible with a huge collection of tokens uh, embedded the system can come to a conclusion like what's the mood of a particular statement or when a, when we type something into the system it can identify what mood we are in so it's called the sentiment analysis and already there are a lot of sentiment analysis uh, services are available from the cloud including the cognitive services then the speech language understanding so this is a way by which we interact with the system on familiar example is amazon alexa where if you want to listen some music you can instruct the alexa to play some music and alexa will do that for you so how it understands these things is having a Uh, collection of tokens and words it can come to a conclusion that you intended this thing so the intention uh, of the user can be identified from a set of words or a collection of words or even a sentence so that's called the natural language processing and this was quite as existed back from uh, i believe around 5 years back because around 5 years back i have uh, taken a session on the chatbot and uh, the chatbot features the same thing so the way by which the chatbot works is like when we provide some text or something in the form of a conversation the chatbot can und- understand the intent of what we uh, meant through that sentence and then it can trigger an action so that means if you start telling alexa stream a music then it can understand that you want to stream the music and it will trigger that stream music action so instead of conditional execution as we discussed uh, initially this model using the natural language processing is bit more advanced because it involves it's it's far not bit more it's far advanced because it can understand your intent in a way familiar like a human conversation i have seen a lot of chatbots similar way like for example if you want to book a book a meeting in teams you can instruct the chatbot like book a meeting at this time and it will do on behalf of you similarly if you want to book something in the calendar you can instruct the alexa to do that and it will do so la- natural language processing is more convenient for a user because we often use the uh, language 
way to interact with others and that feels more natural for us and if you interact with the system in such a way it is much easier than having a set of clicks and interacting with the system in a kind of a robotic fashion that's how natural language and the systems associated with natural languages like the amazon alexa became very popular but this has a drawback like you know the natural language processing system can understand some of your intent and what you want to achieve through the system but still it's not capable of predicting or uh, gener- or generating a new content based on what the context of what you intend so for example if you are mentioning to the system for using a, a natural language system like uh, what will be come before the word lazy the nlp system will feel difficult in identifying what you intend because it cannot understand the context easily it can understand an intention of you but it cannot understand a the context and it cannot understand what you intend or it cannot provide a recommendation based on that it can provide some related recommendation based on the dictionary sets that it have but it cannot understand the context just like we humans do have our uh, neural networks has the capability to understand the context based on the memory and it can provide a conclusion when we hear some words so when we know the word lazy we can understand that the uh, some one of the most familiar english language sentences like the the fox jumps over the lazy person and sim- similar like that so uh, the point is like this way the we humans can understand based on the context or if someone is saying like i want to watch a movie then based on our understanding and our understanding about the context of the situation we can come to conclusion that oh oh you are going to watch this movie which is happening in that theater because we our memory has the understanding of those things similar way there is a there is a technology that evolved which is called the recurrent neural networks which is a predecessor of this gpt we can simply call it as rnn the idea is this rnn networks can predict rnn means recurrent neural networks you can search about that in the google what this means that using this rnn the system can predict the next word with a, with the context in memory so that means it have the context of a large set of data in memory and based on that memory and based on the uh, thing input from the user it can arrive a conclusion about what the user intends and it can provide a, con- a pro- some some form of next word prediction as well so if you type something like uh, what is the next word after this or the, the the fox jumps over the lazy dash it can provide an answer like uh, something like dog or rabbit or person or something but still the recurrent neural networks is not capable to provide the provide an accurate answer because it is working based on the the current context in the memory and based on a set of data but it cannot come to the ex- exact conclusion to how to predict the 
best next word so there comes the importance of a paper which is uh, released in 2017 it's a um, it's a paper submitted by a few individuals and in uh, the the it's 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 the uh, introduction of these models we can say like in that they have mentioned a kind of an abstract where uh, if you add attention to this set of data the system can identify to a better prediction model so that concept is called the transformers and the current gpt model is based on this transformer technology the difference is that just like we humans can give an attention to a set of words and its context the system also can through its massive parallel processing it can uh, from a set of data it can focus on a set of data and can at- provide attention to a particular word and that way it can provide the best context or best words that's are that's are suitable for that context so that means if you type the uh, transformer model something like i want to go to then based on what you type and based on what how it interacted with you and from the set of other data that it have it can arrive at conclusion it can arrive at attention to understand the relationship between the words and then along with that it uses a kind of a processing called parallel processing parallel processing means simultaneous processing with multiple cores and then it will arrive at a conclusion like this word is to be come next so when you type something like i want to go to based on the context and the time and other data that it have and based on how it interacted with you and based on that data it will suggest you like you want to go to market or some other place so that's how the transformer architecture works just like uh, when we humans learn things more we can provide or understand better context so similar way the transformer model based on how much input we can provide it can arrive at a conclusion or understanding the relationship between words so how it achieves this is through the um, concept called the attention and also the efficient use of the parallel computing this means that this models are kind of a huge gbs of data and it needs massive processing capabilities as well that's how the the current evolution of cloud helped to bring these transformed models into cloud which uh, the services like amazon bedrock and sagemaker do which can be u- utilized by us with minimal cost and we need to pay only for what we are actually using we don't need to train a model from scratch so that's the main advantage because these language models are already there and we just need to add some domain specific data on top of these models and we can achieve our a domain specific requirement so we can automate a lot of things that's how it is getting popular many of you already aware about the chat gpt so the chat gpt is just a chat extension of this gpt model you are interacting with the gpt model which is a kind of a chat optimized mod- model so what this means is that that model can converse with you in an interaction model based on the Uh, transformation uh, capability that it has so that's called gpt model and chat gpt is a way of interaction 
similar way you interact with the gpt models through chat the systems can also interact with the underlying gpt or foundation model and can come to a conclusion just like the way by which the earlier systems can come to a conclusion based on decision like if loop and then later than nlp model now nowadays it is achievable through the transformer model as well so this means that if you ask the a gpt model or a transformer based network the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy and if you if you wait for a moment then it will suggest the exact word like a dog not only it can suggest it can also provide more information about that word so that means that if you ask that same word it not only just it provides the missing word dog it can also provide some additional information like it's an english language a sentence that contains all the letters of the alphabet uh, it can also provide information like uh, this is this phrase is commonly used for touch typing practice so that much intelligent it is intelligent in the sense like it has the capability of attention and parallel processing uh, so this is how it is working and this kind of trained models which is capable of doing this kind of transformer based tasks are called the llm models or large foundation large uh, language model this large language models are huge in size uh, so if you look into the earlier version of the gpt model which is called the bert which is around 345 million and later uh, the gpt2 has on 4.5 billion Uh, parameters are used there so this is the parameter count so bet has around 345 million parameter count so pa- what a parameter is this parameter are the way by which this language model understand the context of what the user intends so the more parameters it have the better it can respond to user queries not just user queries better it can take decision bet has around 345 million parameter count while the gpt2 model has around 1.5 billion and the upcoming uh, gpt3 model which is already available for beta which is which is having on 75 billion so the you, you, you can see the parameter count is getting higher and higher so that means it will go like a kind of an exponential way and then the bloom which is also an another model which is used within the amazon which is also having on 76 billion so this means that amazon already have some experience working with the different systems like the uh, shopping is one of the popular system and there there are millions of other customers are also powered by the services of aws so amazon has a huge set of underlying llm models uh, which Uh, they can used for uh, this generative ai purpose and they have integrated a quite a lot of such similar models inside uh, their services like the amazon sage maker and also the upcoming service which is called the bedrock we will cover about a bit of those services as we go along 
what this means is that the underlying language models which amazon has expertised can be used for our domain specific purpose as well and our data that we add on top of those models will remain private so no, none of the data which is used in these services will go public that is on another advantage of using amazon web services like uh, we if you use something in chat gpt that will definitely go to public it's used for public training but what we what you use inside this uh, models language models inside the aws services like the sagemaker and the bedrock bedrock is an upcoming service that data which you add on top of that remains private so this means with the underlying capability of existing specialized foundation models with relatively very little time you can make a better model which is capable of doing your domain specific task instead of uh, developing a machine language model from scratch you can achieve it uh, the expertise of these foundation models and then you can add some domain specific on top of it you know if you want to develop a language model from scratch you can have it using the aws sagemaker uh, which also provides you the facility to uh, spin up a machine language model and you can train it but training is not an easy thing you need to train it on different context of how an user interact with it and then uh, the the more you train it will achieve it better uh, achieve it providing better decision context that means uh, you need to invest a lot in training these models which is quite an expensive process now uh, we are outsourcing those things to amazon web services and amazon has amazon and the associated the vendors have these language models they have trained and we can use them without uh, going through a training a machine language model by our own and also another thing is like if you want to train a model you need expertise of data scientist this uh, domain specialist and all which is not required as in the case of this foundation model so that that means you can uh, relatively easily get into the machine language spectrum with the uh, this kind of things like uh, this kind of services like the bedrock and the uh, sage maker while we have discussed about these different language model or llm models one thing i want to mention here is there is a sub concept of uh, su- there are sub model be- under the llm models called the foundation models as well so what th- how this foundation model is interesting is that while the llm models are very large and it can do a set of generic things these foundation models are kind of relatively smaller models which can do specialist tasks while we understood like okay these are very smaller models don't assume that these are less capable than the llm models what we need to understand is that these foundation models are specialized models specialized in a certain task that means if you go to the sage maker you can find a quite a list of the foundation model or the jumpstart models 
which are optimized for certain tasks some are optimized for doing the customer interaction while some are useful for uh, some other purpose so based on what you want to achieve you can have it uh, that specific foundation models and use it if you want to generate something like the like an image or a generative image from a foundation model you can use a diffuser generative model for that purpose similar way if you want to provide some text input like if you type something and if you want to uh, rust to be generated by the gpt model you can have a foundation model for that purpose if you want to summarize a set of paragraphs you can have a foundation model optimized for that thing that way you can use separate foundation model and very another important interesting thing is you can automate all of these things in the sage maker and you can use specific uh, foundation model for specific purpose different apis can be t- created and you, your systems can interact with the uh, sage maker apis once you create a domain in the demo which i had last week i i uh, display how you can create a domain and an api model uh, from the from the sage maker interface you can it's relatively easy you can very easily understand that uh, with li- li- with minimal programming background knowledge you can get into the sage maker sage maker is a kind of a track and drop interface where anyone with relatively less code experience or development experience can also get into there you don't need to write any code or anything specifically there just you need to have some basic understanding and you can get into that and once you understand that then uh, some developer can interact uh, develop an application and interact with this sage maker api that way they can interact with the underlying foundation model we can come into those areas a bit later uh, now uh, given that you have understood a bit about what is llm these are large language models and then the f- foundation model which are specific models next we can look into one of the offerings by amazon web service which is called the code whisperer so this is a generative ai pair coding which can help you to uh do the coding and it is comparatively free for you use as well what you need to do is you need to install a particular extension for this using this enabling this uh, code whisperer and then you can use that inside your visual studio code and other editors i have tried this and i find it very interesting the thing is like the more you interact with the underlying gpt model uh, this is free you can just connect your existing code to the amazon code whisperer it is simple uh, it's uh, in just install an inst- uh, an um, the extension in vs code called the aws toolkit and once you installed that you need to connect with the amazon code whisperer account so that means you need to create a um aws uh, account uh, it's different from the account you used for aws services this is a developer account and then you can connect it to the uh, aws and then that way 
once you connect it to there automatically when you type something in your visual studio code whisperer will provide you the suggestions and you can also provide inline comments by providing some comments on top of a function for example if you want to create some model or some function for counting two numbers or whatever way or fib or creating a fibonacci series automatically they are based on the context context means what language you are in the uh, underlying code whisperer or apis will interact with your visual studio code and automatically fill the details for you so you need to experience that a demo of this has been show taken in my session and in another other videos as well which are available in the code so feel free to look into there and you can understand how the whisperer will work one of the advantage of this is that it provides a kind of a pair coding way by which uh, your coding can be improved it says like around uh, i don't exactly remember the percentage uh, so if you go through the whisperer blog it can understand you can understand how many organizations are actually using the whisperer for improving their productivity it behaves exactly like a pair programmer pair programmer is a concept where you will uh, ideally be doing the code and someone sit with you and help you to do the coding so he will he or she will watch the code and then can provide you some suggestions so similar way the ai behind the ai code whisperer model will automatically watch what you are typing and then it will uh, it will provide the context and information and it can help you in code even so this means that if you type a function like a function um import to s3 bucket it will automatically show the related code there and it works better with the amazon web services there are around 200 plus services in aws and this code whisperer can better provide can provide better recommendation for those aws specific services but that is not just limited to the whisperer is not just limited to the aws services it can provide a lot of other context as well so it supports up to 15 languages some of them i tried are c sharp i have tried and javascript i have tried and find it very quite interesting and some of the documentations in the aws uh, whisperer or documentation suggest uh, shows examples of python working well with that as well so you can try other codes uh, to see how it looks like so these two i have tried like c sharp and javascript and it i found very interesting and it is really helpful because if you uh, want to if you are not comfortable uh, uploading something to the s3 bucket or s- it's it's not just s3 bucket it, there are many other things as well but if you uh types just an example in this case if you type something th- like that then uh, the whisperer will automatically provide the suggestion and after you uh, type for some time it will learn the way by which how you code and it can provide suggestions based on how you write the code it can also do a scanning security scan as well sometimes we developers focus too much on the functionality so that we miss the security aspects as well code whisperer is quite useful in such cases it scans whatever we are doing and then it can provide security recommendation as well that means if you type some 
keys or something aws specific keys into the whisperer uh, connected uh, code editor then it can identify and suggest you the difference is that the security scan will happen for the entire context of files which you connected to the uh, uh, visual studio code while the in context uh, in context suggestions are provided based on the context of that file and the functions which you type so it's a really helpful and you can try it and there are a uh, couple of other things also i find it interesting when i try to uh, do a particular method automatically the sage the underlying whisperer api identified this and provide me suggestion not only it provided a single suggestion with the combination of arrow keys you can switch between multiple suggestions and once you are confident with a particular word you can particular uh suggestion you can accept it by hitting on the tab key that's how it's work so that means a combination of tab and arrow key which you once you comfortable working with the whisperer you can uh, select the best selection of recommendation and use it sometimes code whisperer will un- is unable to provide suggestions in that case as you go further and further into the code by writing two or three lines then it will start to provide you suggestion uh the plugins of this code whisperer are available in uh, the visual studio code for sure i have tried that uh, i expect it to be coming soon on visual studio as well so that i can have a play visual studio professional is one of the uh, most used editor for especially for c sharp and dot net programmers i believe uh, aws will release a version of the plugin for those editors well currently it is available for vs code and a set of other editors including jet brains you can have a check on their documentation to see what all editors are supported maybe at the time you listening this podcast more editors will be supported this is one of the application of generative ai like it can provide a recommendation the example which we just discussed about code whisperer it can help a developer in doing a kind of a pair programming and can provide suggestion similar way other areas of uh, or applications for generative ai are there like the text generation text generation comes into many categories it's not just on category many categories text generation involves uh, various use cases say for example if you have a set of 3 uh, to 5 or more paragraphs and you want to summarize it to send an email to some customer or some person generative ai can do on behalf for you and you can also train the generative ai if you use the service inside aws so that means your domain specific data will remain private inside a vpc and the underlying generative ai can generate a summarization of text based from a set of your organization documents and another use case is like if you want to 
generate some advertisement content based on a set of successful advertisements which happened in past few years you can train the generative ai some advertisement specific foundation models you can train train the generative ai with a set of past uh, few years data uh, advertisement data and then can inform the generative ai to generate a new advertisement so this new advertisement uh, suggestion so text will be entirely generated from the based on the past a set of information which you train for the model but this is entirely a new content it's not a copy content from the past one the uh, generative ai will generate the text just like a person can generate something from the inspiration uh, something like an inspiration from a set of past few uh, documents so this means that generative ai can use in other areas as well like the music generation where if you provide generative ai with a set of music or medias uh, or which interesting medias that you like then it can provide a similar content for you and early new content and uh, this is this new content is uh, specifically uh, copyrighted for you and you can use it and none else can use that so that this way uh, generative ai has a lot of use and also for game design game design uh, you know uh, though of those who playing games you can see attractive areas uh, coming up or the context coming up in the game uh, landscapes and generating those landscapes uh can be quite easy with the help of this generative ai you can provide information to generative ai that you need some kind of this kind of uh, landscape and based on the information that it have a generative ai will do that for or gpt models will do that for you similarly other areas industrial design then interaction with the customers and if you want to generate some content based on domain specific information that can be done we already discussed that then image generation is another interesting thing to create an image it is not easy either we need to generate a, a, create, a grab a set of images and then we need to understand how that image is and we need to either recreate that new image either with the help of an artist or some uh, editing tools but with this uh, generative ai using the diffuser models you can let the underlying gpt model that you need an image of a whatever way you expect and then it will automatically generate the image so how this is uh, achieving in the generative ai space is using a concept called the diffusion so stable diffusion is one of the technique which is quite popular for generating this kind of images from text you can search uh, in uh, google about the different generative ai images or dali images or something that aws services have generated you you can find that those images looks real but it's actually not a real image it's a fake image uh, which is generated by the generative ai one of the technique that is used for generating this kind of image is called the stable diffusion stable diffusion works in a way by which it, uh, we train the diffusion models using a set of images we we provide the 
ഡിഫ്യൂഷൻ മോഡൽ ദോസ് ഇമേജസ് ആൻഡ് വാട്ട് ജസ്റ്റ് ഡിഫ്യൂഷൻ മോഡൽ വിൽ ലേൺ ഹൗ ഇറ്റ് ലേൺസ് ഈസ് ലൈക്ക് ഇറ്റ് വിൽ ആഡ് എ ലിറ്റിൽ ബിറ്റ് ഓഫ് നോയിസ് ഓവർ ദാറ്റ് ഇമേജ് ആൻഡ് ദെൻ ഇറ്റ് വിൽ ട്രൈ ടു ക്രിയേറ്റ് ദ ഇമേജ് ബാക്ക് ഇറ്റ് വിൽ ജനറേറ്റ് ദ ഇമേജ് ബാക്ക് ഫ്രം ദോസ് നോയിസ് ദെൻ ഇറ്റ് വിൽ ആഡ് എ ലിറ്റിൽ മോർ നോയിസ് ടു ദ എക്സിസ്റ്റിംഗ് ഇമേജ് ആൻഡ് സോ വൺ അണ്ടിൽ ഇറ്റ് ക്യാൻ ദ അണ്ടിൽ ദ ജി ബി ടി മോഡൽസ് ക്യാൻ എൻ്റർലി ജനറേറ്റ് ആൻ ഇമേജ് പ്യൂർലി ഫ്രം ദ നോയിസ് So, this noise is called the foundation model. So, such way, a lot of foundation model exists there. And when we train the, uh, the diffuser model, it will uh, learn this way and store that in the underlying uh, context. And then what it will do is when you provide some uh, text-based inputs, like uh, a dog standing on a seashore, based on the underlying foundation model that it has. in this case uh, dog and the seashore and then it will automatically try to generate that image so that's how it's working it's an interesting concept you need to look into the google to understand how it uh, how how interesting those images are which are generated by the generative ai models and also you can check into the concept called the stable diffusion which is one of the way by which uh, the generative models add noise and learns how to work backwards to the original image so initially it adds a little bit of noise and learns how to work backwards to the original image and then it will do the adding more and more noise until it learns to uh, uh work from a random noise to generate an image so this is called the uh, the uh, the stable diffusion and a lot of such models stable diffusion models are available from the aws sage maker which you can try the in the benefit of using aws sage maker is that you can create an account in sage maker or an aws service uh, aws console account and then you can start using the sage maker in the sage maker screen you can create a machine language model from jump starts so lot of jump starts are provided there what you need to do is you select an appropriate jump start if you want to try out a diffuser model you can select that diffuser model and then you can deploy that model it will take some time to get it deployed before you need to deploy you need to create a domain as well domain is a kind of a workspace that is uh, for you within the aws sage maker you can use that workspace for doing your activities what it does under hood is like it will associate a set of storage and the file system spaces for spinning up these llm models or foundation models so once you have a domain that is the domain is the first thing you need to create and uh, it will create an underlying context and also you need to provide a execution role as well because everything uh, everything in amazon web services is uh, requires a uh, permission to connect to that service whether uh, if you are connecting from one service to another or if you are interacting directly with a service you need permission to do that as an administrator you have the full permission but this sage maker to connect with the underlying context like the storage spaces and the buckets s3 bucket is also used for sage maker for that purpose you need to initially create a uh, 
domain once you create the domain all the required permissions and all the underlying services are set properly and then after that you can find a jumpstart model the easiest way to start is to find a diffuser model and then uh, deploy that diffuser model it will take some time please be patient and within 5 to 10 minutes it will get deployed once it gets deployed some of the jumpstart models do have the the playground facility available the benefit is that you can amazon aws itself provide a, a prompt so that you can type a text and it will generate the image for you or the other way some some models don't have the playground in that case you need to deploy it and then you need to uh, run as a notebook so notebooks is also interesting so in this jumpstart they will provide you the notebook and the code in python you can execute the code line by line and you can see how it works additionally an underlying api is also available if your uh, applications want to connect with this underlying sagemaker model that can be used so how it gets charged is based on the amount amount of time you are actually using the uh, this this uh, jump this uh, foundation models and it varies uh, with relation to the foundation model which you are using lot of lot of foundation models are there so we have talked about the generative ai in general and some of its use cases one of the use cases we uh, two of the use cases we already discussed are uh, mainly discussed are the uh, the recommendations which uh, we found in the whisperer and also text generation scenarios not only that there are many use cases and another use case is called the prompt engineering which is another concept prompt engineering means that you can prompt the generative model to do something for you it will generate the context so this means that if you want to write a blog and if you are not sure how to write a blog there are gpt models or foundation model which are optimized for that task what you need to provide is you need to provide a title you need to provide a topic and you need to provide how many paragraphs you want and you can click on uh, okay or you can input the that thing to the prompt engineering models and it will automatically generate the context or uh, content for you exactly as you say but how better it perform depends on the foundation models we use so there comes the importance of training these models so when we when you take a powerful model or capable model it can work that effectively so that's the uh, that's the reason why this uh, popular cloud services like aws which has quite an extensive training data with available with them and aws also partnership with lot of other uh, services as well so that means you have a set of various uh, capable foundation models specific specifically tailored for certain set of tasks and available for you which can be used for specific purpose uh, this needs to be keep in mind you may be wondering uh, why are we using this foundation model because it's trained by someone but training is not an easier thing to have a new machine model built from scratch it takes a lot of effort and time especially uh, it requires specialized data engineers data specialists and also training lot of training data to accurately come into the picture so that means 
just like the open source community benefits from each other having the associated training and learning from aws can be utilized combining the information from our domain specific area that way we can achieve a better foundation uh, model uh, which can be used for further automation for our task imagine the case of just summarizing a set of organization document if you instruct a person to do the summarization he or she should go through the different documents and then uh, take a quite a bit of time to summarize that but uh, do this is another area i want to mention here the, the, when when it is done by a human it has its benefit especially if they can do that in a um effective way if, if it is done by an uh, effective person that will be much better but the problem is the time it will take some time so machines have the capacity to go through a long set of documents and paragraphs within a relative short time and it can provide based on the uh, underlying model capability it can provide the summarization quite effectively uh, equal or more better than a person can do but still uh, because it is generated by a machine and it's based from the gpt model you need to validate the information that is available from the um model and then you need to use this is one of the current recommendation which many uh, gpt enthusiasts also say uh, we can't entirely trust on this data uh, it's still in evolution stage but there are still it's it's reached a stage from we already understood from the chat gpt and all we understood like the underlying model gpt to itself is quite capable of answering lot of things so gpt2 model is also available on this aws age maker you can look into that and you can use it then the a new service upcoming service is coming from aws called the aws bedrock this is a managed service and it's quite easy to use service it's still in preview you need to uh, look into the web page and then you need to book add in the waiting list so that you will get a preview of uh, the bedrock when it is uh, generally available when when it is uh, when it is available for a beta testing you need to provide some information and hope soon it will be available to general public and uh, we can use that as a kind of a managed service what amazon mentions is that these uh, bedrock has few uh different models so let's uh just a moment i just going through the bedrock model so uh, these are foundation model api so the some of the quite uh interesting use cases of this bedrock are they are mentioning that they have foundation models uh, which can be useful for text generation this means we can create new pieces of original content such as short stories essays social media post and web page copy uh, from from uh, the from the user input or the context also chatbot optimized models are there which can use conversational which can be quite useful for generating conversational interface such as chatbots and virtual assistants also search is there want to find something and the image generation diffuser models are also available 
then personalization models are there as of now at the time of this recording the major four uh, foundation models are available which is called the jurassic uh, jurassic 2 from a1 to 1 labs then cloud from anthropic uh, jurassic 2 can be used for text generation in spanish french german portuguese italian and dutch uh, it's a multilingual llm similarly cloud from anthropic which can be used for conversation question answering and workflow automation based on research and training uh, honest and responsible ai systems then stable diffusion uh, from stability ai which can be used for generation of unique realistic uh, high quality images art logos and design and also amazon amazon's itself uh, foundation model called the amazon titan which can be used for text summarization question answer uh, information extraction and also embeddings and searchings so these are some of the four foundation model which we can expect from the aws bedrock while at the same time some of these models are already available in the sagemaker Uh, which is another product sagemaker is a product uh, is a machine language service which can be used for generating a new machine language model or it also has some of the existing uh, quick start or jump start solutions where you can use specific uh, foundation models under the hood to automate your task you can have a try it from sagemaker studio itself and also you can have an api to automate it from your application as well so these are some of the things that i plan to cover in this today session uh, the if you want to get a better understanding about how these looks in action or demo you can check out my last week's demo which is available from my youtube there are upcoming sessions coming on uh, uh the s3 and also dynamo db which will be coming in the coming days so thank you very much for listening this podcast have a great day